0: Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the Playbook Project, and I am your host, Tracy Brown, the founder of the growth and experience, experience the startup up strategies, and, yes, the voice-up behind your dollar. Like I said, if you miss the first half of the playbook, you're guaranteed to be blessed in the second half because everyone that has come along has totally blessed us. So tonight our word is planned, and we know after prayer and, and position and process and passion and purpose that we must have a plan. So, Prophetess Stacey Cox is going to bring us that information about having a plan, but let me tell you just a little bit about her. She's the founder of the Visionary of Visionary of Beautiful Gates Ministries. She has a gatekeeper marketplace call, a brand new day media group, and of course, she is the founder of Release the Word Network, where you hear me every Sunday night at 8 p.m., she has a um out called Disarm and Love and also she has an up and coming book and the book is named Blessed is the Lord Prayers for the Workplace. So some to some of you I like to introduce Prophet Stacey Cox, but to those that know her, you know that we're gonna be blessed. So Stacey, the floor is yours.
1: Amen. Thank you. I thank you, uh Tracy for uh-huh. just I, I have been blessed. Um listening to this project and I, I it I just hear God saying it's well deserved. Um this, the everything that you're doing is like a long time coming. So I, I thank you uh for having this and for blessing us um with your radio call, with your wisdom, your knowledge, your uh your, your Facebook pages, um the blog, everything. I thank you. Um Today's uh uh my topic was plan. And uh which was interesting that um uh, uh Tracy uh gave that to because I always, always think that it was on purpose. Um uh, you know, her and God must have had a real laugh about this one. <laughs> because uh that's what I constantly need to do. Um so I'm gonna read Jeremiah twenty nine eleven and I'm gonna read it from the message uh Uh, version it says I know what I am doing I have it all planned out plans to take care of you not to abandon you plans to give you the future you hope when I read that in the message I read that scripture and I'm sure you've read that scripture many times before um but when I read it in the message it was almost like God slapping me in the face and saying hey look wake up you know I've always had the plan I need you to just listen um and, you know, instead of taking uh, the hard road, I could have just read that and just followed instructions, you know, so we would like to think. Amen. Um, well, as I said, the topic today was um, plan. And in everything that we do and every topic that has gone forth on this line, uh it's all, a, I believe that it's all a part of the plan and, that, and the purpose, uh, you know, to start off in prayer and everything that you do, to position ourselves, um, you know, the, in the getting ready and the making the effort. And, and I got to share with you, this has been kind of a crazy day for me, um, and I apologize for getting on a few minutes late. It's just that my, my phone was dying. It was at 12%, and my Wi-Fi decided not to work. I didn't have any problems today when I did my prayer call, but I left the house, came back in, and now I couldn't connect to my Wi-Fi to finish preparing for my lesson. So I had to work on my phone, which I was trying to charge, and I had to finally shut it down. Um, and sometimes, you know, we just have to shut everything down in order for the the, the process to, to just uh, take effect. And so that's what I had to do, shut everything down and um, and at least get up to 25% and keep it on the charger. Um, and sometimes God will have us, you know, uh, go back and do things over. Um, I, I like to, I, we always laugh at the IT department at my job because, you know, whenever there's an issue that happens with the computers, the first thing they say is reboot. And so, you know, the joke is when you spent all of that money going to school just to tell me to shut off my computer and and, and then turn it back on. But what if it, you know, what happens when it still doesn't work? And um, for many of us who may have uh, started our plans and, you know, thought that we had it all together and, you know, we we saw something, we saw a glimpse of what our future could look like if we did these things and you did not go to, you did not take it to the father and ask him, is this the plan and the purpose that you have for me? Uh, Chances are that, you know, by the time you finish listening to the playbook project that, you know, this will be a time of you um, uh, rebooting, okay? Shutting it all down and, starting from scratch, starting it all down and, in, 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 in you know, and going back in prayer and in, um, and seeking Father for this. So I'm here to tell you, based on Jeremiah 2911, he already knows the plan that he has for you. He has plans to take care of you. He has plans to never abandon you. He has plans to give you a hope in the future. So if you can just start from that position and then you can just move forward into your greatness. Amen. Um. I just want to share a few steps, and you may have heard them or you may not have heard them. Um, And I I took this from the Small Business um, Institute, and this really applies for anyone going in business or in ministry um, because there are many of the same steps. Um, And hopefully if you are... Um, a child of God, you know, every step starts in prayer, and you're looking for God for direction, and God has already uh, prepared your purpose and, your, and the plan for you. But the first thing I want to tell you is to write your plan, okay? Write the plan, make the vis- write the vision, make it plain. Write your business plan, what is it that you, where is God taking you? What is it that he wants you to, where does he want you to be? And I know for me, um, you know, I didn't do that in order. I knew that I had to write a business plan, and and, and I'm still working through that process um, of, you know, really getting everything down on paper, uh, you know, so that I have a very clear vision. And I thank God that Tracy is helping me with this. But, you know, you have to Start with that step and just, you know, writing out where God wants you to be. What was the vision that he laid on your heart for a business or for a ministry? Understanding, um, you know, what he's calling you to do. When I started my ministry, um, it's just, it's been a long time coming, but I the original plan that I thought where I was going is nothing like what I'm doing today. Um, you know, I agree where I could connect with the community, and I kind of be a resource for families when they're in need. Um, you know, as a single mother, I thought that I can help. Uh, you know, if they needed help with assistance with the rent, then you know I can set up that kind of a, a, of a, a platform where you know we can be an organization where people would come to. And what was interesting is that. Uh, God had given me the scripture, um, Act uh, uh, um, Acts 3, and it talks about the man sitting at the city gate and how had uh, Peter and John walked by and, and said to him, you know, um, silver and gold I do not have by the power of the Christ of Nazareth I give to you. And the man's legs were strengthened and he was able to go out and and you know he got up he was able to go into the into the uh synagogue with them um and the people recognized him as the one that was sitting by the beautiful gate and that's where the name of my ministry came from and as many times as i've read that scripture it never really it, it didn't dawn on me for a very long time that that you know the 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 scripture that god had given me for my ministry and the vision that i wanted to hold did not match um, you know, we are here. If if God gave me the scripture and this for this person to be strengthened by the word of God, then my ministry needs to be in alignment and in agreement with the plan and the purpose that God had. And to go back to that scripture and say, God, what is it that you want me to do? Because I'm not. I don't believe I'm on the right track. And that's when He began to shift me, to turn me around, and and begin to show me. Um that what my what I originally thought was not the plan and the purpose that he had it was a nice plan, but it wasn't for me, so I tell you to write the plan down um get assistance and training um I thank God that although I had a um a ministry. Um, I did seek assistance from a business coach because there were so many um uh areas within my ministry that I needed that assistance. I needed to understand how to operate in business, so be clear as to what you're doing um you know uh uh people often don't like to think of ministry as a business. But I guarantee, if you go to church and the and the lights are not on, uh, you're going to be asking questions. You want to know how come the bill wasn't paid. You want to, you know, you're going to have some serious. You're going to have things that you're going to say, you know. And it's not going to be very good. And that's the part that you know we have to be able to take care of our business. We need to get the assistance and the training. And for those that are in ministry, uh, you know, sitting under a leader that can uh, train you, that can groom you, uh, that can prepare you. Uh, for ordination, compare, can can prepare you for ministry. Okay, um, knowing your business location—where is it that you're going to do business? Um, you know, for me, uh, because I have a because God has given me my there was a shift in my business where it went from ministry to Him saying telling me that you know media is where I wanted you to be. Um, you know, and if I'm in media. I technically don't have a space where people will come and visit me, but, um, uh, you know, except for online, most of the stuff that I do is online through conference calls and things like that, but um, years ago, uh, you know, God directed me to look at a virtual office, which is something that I just set up recently, Um, but, you know, kind of knowing how you are to operate, some of you, uh, I, uh, I believe Brandy, she, she um, does care and, you know, in beauty and fashion. So she needs an actual location or have a place where she can rent, where she can go. So it's all about where God is placing you as far as your business and your ministry. Um Understanding how to finance your business. And as I said, all of these are things that I, you know, I, I, I took from, um, you know, from what I was in, in this planning purpose. But this is all a part of putting that plan together, okay? Uh, determining your legal structure, you know, and that's really for you if you're in business. Understanding that, you know, are you a sole proprietor? Are you going to be doing business as as a ministry? Are you going to be getting your LLC? These are things that we need to know whether we're in business or ministry. And we need someone like Tracy that we can go to to get the information that will understand how to operate in a business in a ministry that can answer questions, getting all of the licenses that you need, and understanding your responsibilities because know that even if you are in a ministry, you're hiring people, okay? So you need to know how to operate in business. You need to know how to, how to, what the laws are as an employer, Hiring people, okay? It, you know, I, I, everything that you do is rooted in prayer. But know that there are legal responsibilities in you, in you running a business and in you running an organization and a ministry. Um, you know, knowing the laws about uh, getting health insurance and all these things, these are real situations, real things that you have to know. And you know, and I'm I I am you know I'm all for prayer. I'm a prayer warrior, but you have to have good common sense. Also, you have to have a strong foundation. Okay, being able to go and seek the advice that you need, finding um uh, uh you know a local uh, find some place locally where you can get the assistance, or finding that coach that can kind of that can walk you through, or finding um.
0: Excuse me,
1: a leader, if you're in ministry, that can help you walk through the process because they've already been through the process, okay? Uh, The other thing we really, and God wanted me to really touch on this, was about um, focusing on your target market. And so, thank you, Father God. I thought it was very interesting when I was – I was reading this uh, uh reading it some information and it said the words like discovery guarantee love new result, new result save easy health money proven safety, and you all of those words were words that are very persuasive because they connect with people on a human going to put it on a human need. And I thought that was real interesting because you see those words whether you operate in business or in ministry. Um, and there's a lot of marketing done around these words to really grab the attention of people. <clears throat>
0: uh,
1: The founder of Revlon, Charles Revson, he said one time that in factories we make perfume, but in stores we sell hope. Okay, organizations spend a lot of money on advertising that promise to fulfill those needs, that promise that success or that happiness or other or it, uh, using the uh, selling these intangible products that money can't buy. And so we think that you know, if we if we buy a shirt, you know, we might uh, it might it'll fill a need. Of course, it'll cover us up. You know, it'll look pretty. But um, thank you, Father. When my son was little, and when I one time I bought him a pair of sneakers, and I never forget him. You know, when we walked outside, he says to me, "Mommy, these sneakers make me run fast. Watch." And he took off running. He really, he thought that those sneakers, you know, that those sneakers filled the need for him, that, like, those sneakers could actually make him run fast as if it had a power jet on it. And I remember years later, um, he was probably about 19, and we had gone to a store and he had bought a pair of sneakers. And so I laughed. I was looking at sneakers because it was interesting because the sneakers that I bought him when he was little, they were a pair of red sneakers. And so when we were in the store, he had bought a pair of red sneakers, and I said, uh, I remember when you told me, you know, these sneakers make me run fast. I said, do those sneakers still make you run fast? And he looked at the sneakers. He said, I just make the sneakers look good. (laughs) So, you know, his perspective went on, you know, things change. And, you know, so when we're buying things, we're looking to fill a need. And, you know, sometimes it's realistic, and other times it may not be realistic but know that companies are spending a lot of money for you to come in because they know what your emotional needs are and they're looking to fulfill those needs no matter what. What's interesting is that Jesus never turned away a person in their time of need. He didn't always give to them exactly what they were looking for, um, you know, sometimes as a consumer we go in expecting one thing and, you know, we come out with truth. Um, you may see a young lady going to the store and, you know, buy a skirt or buy a dress that uh, she feels looks good on her, but, you know, in reality it doesn't actually fit, okay? It's not her size, um, you know, and but Jesus he gives us what we need and not, and he speaks to us, he deals with us in truth and honesty so that our needs will always be met. And he learned to serve the people. And this is what I found interesting because in that same, you know, article where I read about the Revlon spoke about how Jesus serves our needs and that his main position um and coming here, he had a target market that he knew he had to focus on. And his focus was on the Jewish people. His focus was on the Jewish people, those that were lost. He had a Mark, um, I'm sorry, hold on a second. In Mark 935, it says Jesus um Went to the wrong place. Sorry about that. Okay, in Romans 1.16, there's some emphasis, but it says um, the Apostle Paul saying that Jesus' message came to the Jewish people first. But I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jews first, and also to the Greeks. Now, if you read Matthew 15.24, it says that Jesus healed a demon-possessed daughter. When the woman came to Jesus to ask for healing, his response to her, you know, uh, was a bit offensive. It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dog. But by faith, she understood who he was. And so her response was, even the dog, It. Excuse me, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the, master's tap, fall from the master's table. There was a challenge there that was met. And she understood that although he might not have come uh, to serve her, she knew that she can also eat from him. She knew that she understood that if by faith, that she would get what she needs, and at that very moment, that's when jesus uh spoke healing into her daughter and so i I say that to say he we all have the opportunity in your business and in your ministry you may be able to serve many people, but you only call to serve a certain amount of people and You have to develop a target market in order to understand who those people are. Um, You can begin to search. First, you have to have a clue as to who you're here to serve. Um, You can do a check the census report. Go on the U.S. Census and do a demographic of the people that you desire to serve that God is sending you to. Uh, It was interesting because I had a conversation last week, and um, the person, and when I read this, I began to really understand where their position is. Um, Because in the conversation, I thought they were leaving out a group of people. But they were very set. On a very small group of people that they wanted to focus on, because that's the group of people that they that they knew. And when I began to read this the other day, it just blessed me. And and I probably I know she's on the line, you know. And, and I say to you, stay focused on your target market. Um, don't let people talk you out of. Uh, where God has already told you to. If you are called to serve a small group of children um, in a very specific area, then that's who you're called to serve. And you give it your all in that. You'll be blessed by a hundredfold by doing what God has called you to do, by serving the market that God has called you to serve, then trying to cater your message to everyone. I don't believe Jesus' message was catered to everyone, but we all can enjoy that. We all got to feed and enjoy the message. We all got to glean from his message. Thank you, Lord. And what I found interesting in um I think it's Matthew the fifteen, twenty eight, not only did Jesus target his market towards a specific ethnic group and nationality, the Jewish people of Israel, in Israel. He also targeted a specific subgroup among the Jews, the outcasts. Jesus said of his ministry on earth, I have come to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, Matthew fifteen twenty four. These lost sheep were the despised and outcast members of Israel society, the tax collectors, the sinners, everything he said and he did. Um, was, for, was with that specific group in mind. In your business and ministry, who is God calling you to serve? Really begin to zone in on that. Is he calling you to serve women? And what type of women? Are they women who, um, are they mothers? Are they single parents? They uh, Are they single parents, low-income single parents? Um, Working, working, but qualifying for some uh, social service or DSS or I don't know, whatever you call it in your area. Uh, collecting, are you called to serve women with children under five? Are you called to serve uh, women who have just recently been released from jail, um, who may have been who were drug addicts, um, former drug addicts? Where is your niche? Where is God calling you to serve? Um, in your business, what are you being called to serve? Are you an accountant? or who is, are, are you an accountant? And are you, what area of accounting are you called to? Um, I always thought it was very interesting, forensic accounting. I, when I found out about that, I was completely intrigued by that, um, where you would actually, you know, as I guess as an accountant, you find the hidden assets you know, that people may, or you know, people in divorces may be uh, trying to hide certain finances, some of their money. Um, As an accountant, what area are you called to serve? And really zone in on that. Become an expert in your field. I know I've been saying this on my prayer call a lot. Um, Get the education that you need to become that expert. Being rooted in the foundation of the word of God, being an expert, getting the education, learning all that you need to know in the field that you're called to. Become that professional that people are looking up to, that people will run to you, that your phone will be ringing off the hook by all hours of the night because people need your expertise and you're the only person that can give this to them. Mm. Making your plans and making it, you know, clear. Um, thank you, Lord. You know, uh, I used to always, you know, always go with that with that saying of uh, proper planning prevents poor performance. And um, was interesting because when I when I got saved and understanding that, you know, that that the, the running joke was if you want to make God laugh, make a plan. And although they both go together, but everything can be submitted onto the Lord, and we have to have a plan. God has a plan and a purpose for us, but we'll never find out that plan if we don't sit and commune with the Lord. And I know every day um, over these last couple of years, and this, you know, for me, this is you know transparent. But over these last couple of years uh uh my ministry has continuously grown. Whereas I said, I it went from being a ministry to it, you know, um, uh, God saying this I want you in media and so now he's taking me in a different turn, and that's where you see the brand-new day media. But he never told me to, to forget about Beautiful Gate Ministry. He actually gave me other assignments that will go with that. And so don't be surprised that as you move forward that your assignments may change. And the one thing that you have to understand is you need to know your customer base and what their needs are. We can't be so driven by uh, what we want to do and what we're comfortable doing that we forget the needs of our customers. Um, You know, we cater to... When you have customers, you have to cater to them. And you want to provide good customer service no matter what. But you also have to have a clear understanding of what what the, the needs of your customers are and begin to build on that. Build your services Um, Based on what those needs are You know a person's needs are always changing Uh, Look at when you first Say you first moved into your first apartment Many years ago And you didn't know how to cook You had to learn how to cook You had to learn how to shop Okay, you had to learn all of these different things, so your needs were constantly changing. Your it may have been that you needed a, a supermarket where you can just buy some uh, some frozen dinners or have restaurants that are close to you, but then your family changed, maybe your income changed. And so now you needed to learn how to take lessons so that you can cook. Your needs have changed. And the same thing happens with your customers. Their needs change, and can you meet those changing needs within the targeted group that God has assigned to you? Don't be afraid to uh um expand your horizon. you may be good at helping people to start a business, and that's great, but once they get started, you need to be able to meet them at their new level of need and so think of it as this your 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 business and your ministry there should be constant growth because you're adding. To what you've already put in put in place, your expansion will come because of the things that you add to it um in order to meet the needs of your customers, and sometimes God will shift us in a totally different direction, and it may not be so far. Sh- stretch that you know you don't take everything that you've learned or all that you're doing and you and you bring it into a new area. I was reading a, 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 about a young lady and it was very interesting. Uh, she was a nurse by trade, but she always wanted to be in design. And she went to school. Her parents wanted her to go to school for nursing and that's what she did. Um, but there was an opportunity for her as she, when she was older and her children were grown that she can take classes in designing because that was always where her her passion was, and she ended up getting a position as she as a because she was a nurse and because she had uh uh you know gone to school for design um she was she's one that they called on uh when they wanted to to change the hospital around you know to cater it to children that are in the hospital. So she took everything that she already knew. Um, it was she, you know, as a nurse, and she added to her, uh, added to the design, and brought in both these different professions, excuse me, joined forces to create a new position for her. So don't be surprised if God will shift you in a different direction.
0: Okay, well, we thank you also, Stacy, for um joining us tonight and telling us about a plan. It's important that we have a plan, whether we're in business ministry and even with our finances. It's just super important to have a plan. So-